The Doctor's Eyes Only podcast community knows that life is multidimensional and creating wealth that matters goes beyond the balance sheet. Join us twice monthly to hear from inspirational physician guests and subject matter experts with unique insights for physicians in both life and business. Glean clear takeaways to improve your life and medical practice starting today and leave inspired to live your own wealth that matters. Welcome everyone to our maiden voyage here on the Doctor's Eyes Only podcast. I am your host, Cameron Helmuth, along with my co-host, Lauren Oshman. Uh, We're very excited to kick off 2021 with some amazing content and guests that I know you will love. We want to use this time to share a little about who we are, but most importantly, we want to share what makes Doctor's Eyes Only different and why you'd benefit from coming back and listening in again. I always enjoy hearing stories of how people landed where they are. So maybe that's a good start. So Lauren, could you tell us maybe a little about what made you first interested in working in financial services? Sure, I'd love to. I did an econ and finance undergrad at Vanderbilt. And coming out, most of my friends were headed into private equity, investment banking, those types of career paths. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually grew up wanting to be a teacher. For me, I didn't want to lose the human element that I really enjoyed in whatever I chose for a career. So I found financial planning, which allowed me to use the finance that I really enjoyed, but also use it in a way where I could help people and help families. And that was over a decade ago, and I haven't looked back. Probably the more interesting part of that for our audience is how I ended up doing this specifically with doctors. Most financial advisory firms help a lot of different types of clients. Mm -hmm. My father is an interventional cardiologist. And so growing up, I didn't realize that I was observing what I sometimes call the plight of the physician, but I was, I was living it day in and day out. I saw the really lean years. I was in middle school before my dad started making real money, I'll say. So I remember those lean years. I remember how busy he was as a private practice interventional cardiologist. There weren't enough hours in the day to do what he did professionally and also do what he wanted to do with the family, let alone fit in anything else around that. And so a lot of the kind of day-to-day, the bill pay, the making sure that things were funded, all of that fell on my mom, but she was raising four kids. She didn't have the time necessarily to Mm -hmm. do it either. I think very wisely got professionals to help them out. They had probably six or seven, right? They had an insurance agent. They had an accountant. They had multiple attorneys. They had an investment advisor. They had all of these different professionals. And as I got into financial planning, what really stuck out to me is there was no, um, for lack of a better term, quarterback. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There was no one who was kind of managing all of the cooks in the kitchen and making sure that everything that those professionals were doing made sense when you looked at it all together. There were some very simple ways. While they made a lot of really great decisions, they saved, they thought about risk management, they had an estate plan, they had all of the components in place, we were really able to help them take things to the next level and really make their make the money they were putting to work work even more efficiently by doing some simple things like changing 
how different investments were taxed <laughs> and reducing the tax bill, for example, so that they could keep more of that money. Yeah. So since I started helping my parents really with their finances, as I got into the industry, I realized that um, doctors were just a group that really could use the help of a professional, maybe more so than others, because there's a lot more at stake, <laughs> right? You have a lot shorter period of time to save and a lot more money to work with. That's how I got into doing this for doctors. And like I said, I've been doing that for over a decade and have loved almost every minute. <laughs> I'll turn that question back on you, Cameron. I'd love sure. to have you tell our listeners how did you get into financial services? And then how did you end up here specializing with doctors? Sure. When I was growing up, I wanted to be a doctor, more, more specifically an anesthesiologist. I don't know why. I met an anesthesiologist one time. He was the coolest guy in the world. I'm like, I want to be you when I grow up. I didn't go that route. I went into some business management, but I remember specifically a day I was sitting with my grandparents. They were in an estate planning meeting and I'm listening to this guy take what I thought were just the most complex solutions and strategies. And he made them so simple for my grandparents to understand. I'm like, that is a really cool job. And as I learned a little bit more about it, I got into financial services, just starting kind of with anybody like you talked about. And I sat down specifically with some dentists and physicians. And I remember working with them, their practice owners, sitting alongside them, helping build their practice, run their business, kind of being their personal CFO. I just found a whole new side to the planning perspective that I had never even thought of before. And I was hooked. And especially with dentists and physicians, they both come from a very similar cloth where they do have extensive training. They do have, um, they're extremely intelligent in what they do. However, they traditionally are not taught about money and finances or being a business owner in medical or dental school. I really liked being that person that they knew had their back and I just let them focus on what matters most. And I didn't know it then, but now I know it now, just giving them that that peace of mind really is, is in line with that wealth that matters concept for us. And so I find that our business owners want to work on their families or their charitable causes or whatever else they're passionate about. It's just nice for me to be that person that says, Hey, I'm looking out for things for you. That's a, that's a big, sense of satisfaction for me, not to mention no two days were the same and I hate monotony. So it was kind of a, a, a big win on both sides for me. So that's how I got started and eventually got into the dental and physician planning specifically. That's us personally. I think probably the better story, the one that we like to tell even more is a little bit about our company. So Vestia, Lauren, you're one of the co-founders. So I think you have the best perspective of anybody to share this. Tell us a little bit about who Vestia is and how we got where we are today. Yeah, I'd love to. Vestia is a, I'll say full service financial planning firm, and we work exclusively with physicians. Across our advisor team, we have over 75 years of experience specifically working with physicians. We're a really collaborative group. I'll share an example. Recently, I started working with a client. They were referred to me. Uh, wife is an emergency medicine physician. Husband is a dentist who owns his own practice. 
Cameron is our in-house expert on dental practice management. I asked Cameron if he would come in with me and help me build the plan for these clients because I knew that they were going to get a much better result working with both of us and having Cameron's expertise involved than just getting mine. And it's actually been really fun as we've been working with these clients here lately. Mm -hmm. Recently, it's been really fun to get both of our perspectives. We know they're getting a really, really great plan because they're getting the best of our firm specifically for them. So we're very collaborative. That means every physician who comes into our firm is getting the most relevant expertise for them. We have advisors who specialize in the transition to practice, coming up with those debt repayment plans that are so important in those early years, helping fill out benefits, enrollment, paperwork for our clients, all of that sort of thing. We make sure that doctors are getting the most relevant expertise in our firm for them. Really the foundation of Vestia is our client experience. So just like surgeons have a first assist in the OR, we strive to be that first assist for all things financial. So our clients, when they are faced with a financial decision, we're often the first call that they make. Sometimes when it's personal life decisions, they call us before they call even some of their most trusted family or friends, because that's the kind of relationship that we have. We're easily just a text message away, which a lot of our clients love. Mm -hmm. Just last year, we invested in that client experience quite a bit. We now have a full virtual planning portal, not just a place where clients can log in and see their investments, <laughs> but they also have a document vault that houses their tax returns, their estate planning documents. They've got insurance summaries. They have tracking toward their longer term financial and some of their personal goals in that portal as well, which we've gotten really, really good feedback on. We started a couple of years ago, a contract negotiation arm. What we realized was often we, we do a compensation analysis for all of the clients that are new to our firm. And what we noticed is sometimes in order to get physicians saving enough to reach their long-term goals, we really need to get them paid more first. <laughs> so rather than us just telling a doctor, hey, your RVUs are actually in the 75th percentile, but your pay is only in the 50th for your specialty, we actually took it a step further and we have a professional negotiator who can step in and help those clients negotiate with the hospitals if that's something that helps get them paid what they're actually worth. And then we've also very recently, so this is probably our newest investment in client experience, uh, an entire private investment channel, which will actually include some specific and exclusive investment opportunities in medical technology. And so that's something that our doctors are really, really loving and really excited about as well. So all of this comes together to create a truly customized experience for each individual doctor that comes through our doors, be those our physical doors or in our current world, virtual, virtual. doors. <laughs> <laughs> we, we spend intentional time on the front end of a new client relationship, really taking our clients through an exercise to understand what's important to them 
as individuals and as a couple and as a family, kind of what are their actual goals? What are their priorities? And then we can design a plan that's truly customized to what matters to them. And what I love about that, since we've integrated that into our process, I don't think I've built two financial plans that are identical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if you'd agree with that, Cameron. Absolutely. Which is really cool because we're getting to the heart of what matters for each family. So even though two doctors may look very similar on paper, what they're trying to accomplish with their money and the legacy that they're trying to leave may be wildly different. And it's important that we know that on the front end and our process actually allows us to uncover that really early. Yeah. And then finally, I'll just plug our team a little bit. So I did share our collaborative nature, but we have a lot of, we have multiple advisors that work with each client and those aren't necessarily always two lead advisors. That will sometimes be a lead advisor. And then what we would call a support or a servicing advisor who would sit alongside that lead. That means you can always access someone (laughs) as a client. So if I'm off for a week or I've taken a couple maternity leaves over the last few years, there's someone who is very up to speed on everything that's going on with your finances, with your family and all of that, who can step in and assist you. But we've actually modeled our training program for those up and coming advisors off of what our clients have shared is the experience in residency and fellowship for doctors. So we have kind of this financial fellowship model Mm -hmm. (laughs) that we bring our team members through so that by the time they get to be lead advisors, they've seen a lot. They've seen a lot of different planning scenarios. They've gotten to interact with and do cases with a lot of our lead advisors and our partners. And so they're very, very well equipped by the time they get to that point to serve the doctors that, that we need to serve. And we actually, I'll say scarily easy to become a financial advisor. (laughs) (laughs) Call yourself an advisor. Yeah. Yes. We have very, very low barrier to entry. So there's not a lot of licensure that's actually required to hold yourself out as a financial advisor. Board exams, while they're required for our clients, are optional for us. We've actually chosen to require that in order to become a lead advisor at our firm, you have to obtain one of the leading industry designations. So certified financial planner is certainly the banner designation there, but there are others such as chartered financial consultant and some others. We actually require that in order for our team members to become lead advisors. So their financial fellowship that they go through with us that exposes them to the physician scenarios plus that certified financial planner or whatever um, designation they choose to pursue means they're really, really high caliber advisors that we're able to, to offer to help doctors. Absolutely. Next question for you, Cameron. Okay. Um, share some of the ways that Vestia goes beyond just our day-to-day financial planning and actually supports the physician community. Absolutely. I I feel very strongly, as we all do here at Vestia, I mean, anytime I feel that you're serving a small, tight-knit group, especially like doctors, you really have to show up for them and not just in the office, right? We talk about this having, you know, not just office hours or after office hours. I mean, doctors are extremely generous people with their time and their talents, and it is part of our culture at Vestia to give back. And I'm not just talking charity and donations. That's an important part of it. But you mentioned it earlier. 
we are very strong advocates for equal pay among minority female doctors because most people just don't know what they don't know. They don't know if they're being paid fairly. We, we had a recent situation. We helped a female physician who was relocating through a contract negotiation. We ended up finding her another $80,000 of income that she didn't even know she was entitled to. It was just being paid fairly. And most systems aren't a systemic against that. But unfortunately, it's just the way that the world works. And so we are advocates of equal pay among all of our physician clients. And that's something we really lend ourselves out. The other thing is that we feel a very strong sense of responsibility in educating future physicians. Education with financial education, we do this all over the country. Right now, we do them virtually all over the country. But hosting talks and teaching institutions, or sometimes we'll go so far as to host them at local medical societies and medical organizations. We just feel this responsibility that we want every physician when they come out into practice, there are so many things that are going to be competing for your time and your attention. We want them to be set up for a solid financial foundation. Us spending 30 minutes to an hour with any potential physician just to help make them set on the right path, whether they work with us or somebody else long-term, we feel that that is a responsibility that is on our shoulders. And we take that very, very seriously. The unfortunate truth is, I think you talked about this earlier, Lauren, but most advisors, number one, it's easy to, be, to call yourself an advisor. The other thing is, I think most financial people, they, they traditionally just care about the dollars and the cents. And we all know that that's not all that goes into making financial and life decisions. We know that good advice goes beyond that. So I'm interested in a story or maybe an instance where you can think of a time that you worked with a client that you had a significant impact on, but most people wouldn't consider it a normal part of an advisor's day job. Can you think of a time where that happened to you? I actually go to a pretty recent experience that I had, and these are clients that I've probably worked with for nine or 10 years. So we know each other really well. We, I took them through an exercise that we now use with new clients. It's called the money mind. This helps us understand when we first start working with, especially a couple, but even an individual physician, this helps us understand kind of what's your natural gut reaction when faced with a money decision? Are you someone who's always going to favor protection, kind of stuffing that money in the mattress or trying mm -hmm. to save more for a rainy day? Are you someone who is really commitment focused, right? You're going to be thinking about others and who you can help with that money. Or are you someone who is going to say, you know what, didn't really plan on this. I'm going to take a nicer vacation or I'm going to buy a watch or I'm going to do something to just enjoy it, right? These clients, like I said, I've been working with them for eight or nine years, and they were always of the frame of mind that they were on very different pages around money. And I was kind of their third party <laughs> to help them make good money decisions, which is actually very, very common mm -hmm. in what we do with couples, because the wife, she she has things that she likes to spend money on. So she likes to decorate the house. She has some hobbies that are very important to her. And she likes to have kind of the, she likes to have the nice, the nicest options that are available to her. Right. And actually the, these are both physicians. So they both make very, very good incomes. The husband is always very interested in trying to save more. 
So he always wants to put a little bit more away in the portfolio. He always wants to pad the emergency reserves a little bit more. What we realized in taking them through the money mind quiz, I think they expected that she was going to come back as happiness because she does tend to think more about spending kind of in the now. And he was going to come back more of that protection commitment. Actually, they both came back protection commitment. (laughs) They Hmm. both had very low happiness in their money mind scores. And when we started digesting that, when we really started to try to understand whether or not those results were right, what we realized is every time that they were having a a disagreement, I don't even want to call it a disagreement, but maybe a difference of opinion in what they should do with money, that was always around the excess. That's never around what it takes to actually accomplish their goals. So she was never saying, hey, let's save less. Let's retire later. Let's have less money for our children's college so that we can buy a lake house, (laughs) right? She was never trying to take from their long-term goals in order to live more in the now. Where they disagreed was only about the excess money, the money that was beyond what was actually required to achieve their goals. And that was one of the most freeing conversations that I think I've been a part of with a couple. And I think they agreed. They were like, this is, we now have such a fresh head about this (laughs) Mm -hmm. because we realize we're actually on a really good path. We are running together when it comes to where we want to go. These things are just like truly what's extra. And so we could split the difference and both of us kind of get some of what we want, right? And be really happy with that. And so that was just a really, that was a really cool interaction. That one will probably stick with me for a while because I think their assumption about their views about money versus the reality when we really dug down beneath the surface were two different things in a really positive way. Yeah, that's great. So I'll turn that question back on you, Cameron. Do you have a client interaction that sticks out to you as a way that you really positively impact a physician or something that's sticking with you kind of beyond that day to day? Yeah, that's, that's great. I would think that although it's probably not as impactful as your story, that's kind of hard to follow, but I think of a time pretty recently, obviously we're in an interest rate environment, right? I mean, the, these rates that we see today for home mortgages and car loans and business loans, they're just ridiculously low. And I think on top of everybody's mind is I probably should look at refinancing. I probably should discuss this. But you and I both know the most precious commodity for any physician, especially a surgeon, is time. It's competing with their patients, their practice, their family, outside priorities. I remember specifically talking to a client, and this was in the middle of COVID, and it was things just reopened. It's like gangbusters. I can't get basically a free minute to think of this because I am just committed to rebuilding the practice from what it just went through with COVID. And I remember taking his information, taking all the debt for his his personal and his business debt. And instead of getting all these ideas and bringing it back to him and saying, hey, here's our suggestion, go do it we actually just went through the process and did the refinancing for him. We worked with the banks, we sent the documents, we uh, set up clothing. I mean, it was, it was everything that the, the doctor didn't have time to do. We did for him. And it was part of our day job in a way it was going a little above and beyond, 
the dollars and cents are important. Obviously, he saved tens and tens of thousands of interest. But what you can't really put a dollar figure on was the number of hours that he would have had to spend just figuring out what is that best solution. And in the middle of COVID, that was by far the lowest priority on his to-do list, but long-term financial impact had a huge positive impact to his plan. I specifically remember that because that has since then, he has referred people to us saying, hey, these people helped me, Vestia helped me during these troubling times in this situation, you should talk to them. Because when times are tough, I do think that that's the kind of thing that you remember is something that's out of the norm. It's not the normal day-to-day of the text saying, sure. how are you doing? Are everything okay? It's taking action. And that's definitely something we pride ourselves on. So that one really, really jumps out to me as far as uh, a time recently that we kind of went above and beyond, but really made an impact on a doctor's life, which is great. Everyone knows at this point, we're probably some financial people and they're probably expecting a wonderful financial podcast, giving them great advice and all these things. So let's set the record straight, Lauren. In your opinion, what makes Doctor's Eyes Only different than any other financial podcast and why should a physician tune in and listen to us? As we thought about what we wanted this podcast to be, and we talked to a lot of doctors as well to ask what they wanted to listen to, they shared with us there are lots of podcasts about finance. There are lots of podcasts about life as a doctor. (laughs) And just like they probably wouldn't have their patients listen to a podcast for medical advice because that's very personal between a specific physician and their specific patient, this didn't make sense to be a podcast that was going to be strictly about things that were financial, right? That's something that you can get one-on-one from an advisor very easily. So Mm -hmm. what we're going to do here is really focus on shared experience around money. We're going to be talking with doctors that have had unique financial journeys and have come out of those with wisdom they have to impart on other physicians and on the physician community. So we're going to learn through that shared experience. And then we're also going to talk to subject matter experts. You're not going to hear from Cameron and I that much. We're really Mm -hmm. just going to be asking the questions to discuss topics such as business planning for your medical practice. We'll talk to experts in medical marriage. We'll talk to experts in physician burnout, Mm -hmm. negotiation strategy. And then along the way, we'll adapt based on your feedback. So Cameron will tell you a little bit in a little bit, he will tell you how you can either nominate yourself to be a guest or nominate a guest or tell us about a subject matter that you would like to hear about. But this is really going to be more about the intersection of life and money and about how you can use money to enhance your life more than it's going to be about your run-of-the-mill financial strategies. Yeah, that's that is the synopsis, and we want everyone to realize it again. If you're you're just looking purely for the advice or someone to tell you what to do, back to Lauren's original point about the process, it is a very personalized, customized thing when it comes to that advice. But it is absolutely enlightening to hear from other physicians, other subject matter experts that have gone through very similar circumstances, come out the other end looking back saying, man, I would never do that again, or I would absolutely do that again. 
and giving you some real world feedback. It's going to save you time. It's going to save you money. It's going to save you headache. And not to mention just some camaraderie of potentially reaching out to these guests because most of these people are willing to share their personal experiences off of you know the air and, and talk to you personally. Something to wrap up with that I think uh, it's a new tradition that I want to start. At Vestia, our mission is to help the highest caliber physicians achieve wealth that matters. On Doctor's Eyes Only, as we have our guests join us, we're going to have them share what their interpretation of wealth that matters means to them. So, Lauren, in your opinion, when you think of achieving wealth that matters, what does that mean to you? I love it. Thinking about what I'll call my wealth that matters, I run hard and fast professionally. And in my natural state, it is very difficult to take my foot off the brakes. That's just how I'm wired. I think I find commonality with a lot of my clients in that way, right? Mm -hmm. Because doctors are cut from that cloth as well. But I also have two young daughters. And for me, it would be it would almost be for nothing if I left a great professional legacy and I didn't focus enough on the legacy I'm leaving for my family and the time that I'm investing in them. So for me, wealth that matters means simultaneously being ambitious and professionally successful while also investing in my daughter's hearts and their journeys alongside my husband. I very much want to leave a meaningful legacy in both of those areas it's a journey for me. So I don't know what that looks like. I don't know how I come out on the other side, but that for me is what I'm staying intentionally focused on, especially in how I choose to spend my time. Right. I heard someone say once how you spend your time is how you spend your life. And I think that's so true because it's so easy to say, Oh, today I'm just going to put in a little more here today. I'm just, you know, it's just one day. Mm -hmm. But if you do that on too many days, all of a sudden you look back and you realize that's how you spent your life. And so I think for me, that's being really intentional with my time and with my energy so that I am very much focused on kind of those dual goals that I have in terms of what I want my legacy to look like. Love it. Cameron, I'll turn that on you. Okay. What is, what's your wealth that matters? Going back to what originally got me into finance, I specifically remember the most important people to me growing up with my grandparents and my grandfather worked for 50 plus years, they were self-employed, they owned a small business. And two years after he retired, my grandmother got, she got diagnosed with dementia. He ended up caring for her and it was in a way that it actually was detrimental to his health. And unfortunately, neither of them ever got to enjoy their retirement. They delayed, delayed, delayed that gratification of spending the extra time, taking that extra trip, doing that extra meaningful thing for someone else in need, whether it be a friend, a family, some stranger. I don't ever want to look back and have those regrets. And it was nothing they could have obviously foreseen, but point being, live today like you don't know if there's tomorrow. You need to be financially prudent along the way. I love being able to tell our physician clients that you can have best of both worlds. Are there compromises somewhere? Of course, you can't have everything, but if you're willing to make the compromises, and I'm a firm believer in making those, it's that I wanna look back and say that there was nothing that I regretted. 
I at least made very thoughtful, intentional decisions about how I spent my money and my time and my energy with my personal and professional life. It sounds like it's very similar to yours and it sounds like kind of a cliche, but I think it is very individual to everybody. I love challenging them on that question because most people have just truly never thought about it. That is the new tradition. So for any future guest out there, if you're listening, just start thinking now of what your wealth that matters means to you. Okay, so to wrap up, there's there's a couple of different ways that you guys can track the content that we put out. We have a great website, vestiaadvisors.com. That's V-E-S-T-I-A advisors.com. We post regular content on LinkedIn, on Facebook. Most importantly, if you're listening and if you feel that others could benefit from hearing your story, or if you have someone specifically that you'd like to see on as a guest, please email us that information to hello at vestia.com. That's hello at vestia.com. We look forward to hearing from you guys and we look forward to providing great content and we'll be back soon. Thank you for listening to the Doctor's Eyes Only podcast. We hope today's conversation advanced your journey to wealth that matters. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. We'll see you next time. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guests and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Vesti Advisors, LLC. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. It should not be construed as legal or tax advice and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified attorney or tax advisor. This information is not an offer or a solicitation to buy or sell securities. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Before investing, you should consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses associated with investment products. Investment decisions should be made based off an individual's goals, time horizon, and tolerance for risk. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Diversification and asset allocation do not ensure a profit or guarantee against loss. Consult your financial professional before making any investment decisions. Investment advisory services offered through Vestia Personal Wealth Advisors, Vestia Retirement Plan Consultants, and Vestia Advisors, LLC. Securities offered through Osdell Financial Partners, Inc., 5187 Utica Ridge Road, Davenport, Iowa, 52807, 563-326-2064. Member FINRA SIPC. Vestia Personal Wealth Advisors, Vestia Retirement Plan Consultants, Vestia Advisors LLC, and Osdall Financial Partners, Inc. are independently owned and operated.